Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great guest today. We got Bloodbath. Uh, that is his stage name, if you will. Uh, so not his actual name. But Bloodbath's the man. He's been on the show about a year ago. He is on with uh, Ronnie Scouten. At that time, they're talking about their Epic Dudes podcast, which I believe is actually kind of winding down. And out of that, Bloodbath started Blood Guts and Burr. Blood Guts and Blu-ray, so it's cool. Um, so I knew Bloodbath from many years ago. We talk about a little bit in this, but we are friends from the scene, from back in the music scene from back in the day. He's a Jersey guy. I'm from Connecticut, and we were both had these mutual friends in this wonderful band called Folly that I absolutely fucking love. Great friends, um, and it's just crazy. Years later, we both music dudes end up finding podcasting and now we're still getting to hang and chat about fucking shit we love music movies podcast and all this stuff uh, i've had three fifths of folly on here i've been trying to get the rest of the dudes but has never really worked out so you can go back and check out those episodes if you happen to be familiar with that hardcore punk ska metal outfit uh anyway so blood that's the fucking man this show th- sorry this episode was a ton of fucking fun to do it's always great to catch up with old friends so we just had a blast. We hit record. Bam, like an hour went by. Uh, his new podcast is really great. Uh, I don't listen to a ton of it because I absolutely am terrified and hate horror movies and anything horror related. But I loved Epic Dudes a lot, and I listen to that frequently. So, But knowing Bloodbath, if you like horror, if you like thriller, you like those types of movies, this is the podcast for you. So make sure you check out Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray. Personally, I think it's one of my favorite titles for a podcast. Uh, so Bloodbath's, um, this show is actually on my network, uh, Cortemp Arts. I'm so happy that we're all like little podcast family. So check out all their episodes on CortempArts.com. You can find them on all the other places, all the things. And they're on Twitter at Bloodguts Blu-ray. Uh, of course, everything will be on CortempArts.com where you can get all your, uh, links and all that stuff. So you can follow Bloodbath online and all that good stuff. Anyway, let me switch to me. What do I got to say? Oh, I was a recent guest on Cynical Cartoons. Again, thank you, Tyler, for having me back. We talk about the 1986 Teen Wolf cartoon. Spoiler alert, that fucking thing sucks. And him and I pretty much just fucking tear a new one, and it's a ton of fun. Uh, keep your ears open. Tyler's going to be on a guest. Uh, we'll be a guest on here in about two weeks. Uh, so that that was uh, that was pretty great to get to do that. Uh, I've just been in a really, just been in a really great mood today. I don't know why, because I mostly did laundry and did dishes and clean. But who cares? Good moods are great. That's all for it. Um, as always, me and Dwight covering uh, for TV at my brain. We'll, we'll do our next episode of Mr. Robot to wrap up the season, because I believe they're coming to their season finale. And Cortemp Arts also just announced a new podcast called Music Gate My Brain, which is the same kind of style of rotating guest and rotating host to talk about all things music. And I can't wait to get up on there and talk about some music. So if anyone out there is interested in doing a podcast about bands, movie soundtracks, or stuff in the pop punk, ska, emo world, you get at, you get at me. Uh, well, anyway, let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Court and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Pop This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtandparts.com. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born 
chinchilla The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Ron G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski Oh, so I actually do have one real question for you Because I, very long time, I think the first time You were on the show a long time ago How long ago, is that a year? Uh, it's at least a year, yeah God damn and then I went back and was listening to old episodes of Epic Dudes, and you were in the For My Friends video, and I didn't think to ask you when I talked to you. Yeah, I was. Um, Damn. That was a... I was wearing my be- my big wig beanie and my Minor Threat t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I-, I love big wig as well. Um, I, I recently got a record player, so I'm starting a vinyl collection, so it's been kind of fun to rediscover music again. Uh, if you really... Be a snob about it and call it a turntable. That's a turntable. A turntable. Yeah. Um, I, I can finally make, and there's there's like a lot of great record stores where I live, which is not true to where everyone lives. So I'm like, I gotta take advantage of that. I have one extremely good one by me, and I have, and there's another one that's not very good. And the guy is an asshole, so I hang out. I I spend a lot of time and money, uh, much to my one. wife's chagrin, at at the other one, and it's really good. I mean, the guy knows when I'm coming in and stuff, and I moved here around the time that he opened the store and he's expanded like four times now and each time i walk in he's like i got some stuff and he just pulls it out from behind the counter so i i i, I kind of get first dibs which is which is very cool I, I feel like i'm that that right age where i just missed out on the peak high fidelity record store kind of thing because like we had a couple where i grew up and they but they were really big dicks and so we never went so all my was CDs at Sam Goody and Fye. It was never anything cool, um, and everything closed. And then, yeah, that's and then. Well, now where I used to live in Connecticut, there's Red Scroll, but that wasn't a store back then. I buy a lot of stuff off Red Scroll and Discogs, actually. Um, yeah, they used to be at local shows. I'm sure I don't know if you would remember them, but when you came up like Connecticut Poly shows, they would always be there. They were just a distro table that eventually turned into a store. Yeah, that's and that's how the best ones start because they find their uh they they find their market like right away. Like the guy that yeah. I the guy that I go to, he he does a lot of classic uh a lot of classic rock, a lot of jazz. He, I mean, he's got everything. And it's a great little store and if you're like in the mood to pick up something funny, um I bought a whole bunch of Smith's records uh a couple months ago and it's great for that, but some stores they I mean the the metal stores and stuff, they, they just don't have that. They're just not interested in carrying that. So it's good. I mean, I was going through like, I'm still kind of going through it, uh, like a reggae phase. Yep. Because I could put reggae, like, and like, when I say reggae, I'm talking about like ska, like Desmond Decker and, and, and that sort of stuff. And little that, toots in the Maytel. Yes, exactly. But it's super, cause I'm not, I'm not really even a big Bob Marley fan. I, I never was. Um, <laughs> Me neither. I, and, but, and that's, and that's a shame. And it's only because the, the assholes that I went to high school with, they yeah. all liked Bob Marley and I fucking hated them. So yeah. I, I kind of associate the two and that's not really fair to Bob Marley, but, Putting on like Desmond Decker in the car is basically like putting on children's music a little bit. Not that it's it it's silly, but it's like it's pretty upbeat and yeah. and and it's easy it's easy to listen to with the baby in the car. Uh, yeah. And I also listen to a ton of de- like Depeche Mode um, and what <laughs> uh, the my, <laughs> a little bit of Miley Cyrus from, from time to time. 
She's so. good. Yeah, she's she's talented. She's a little crazy, but she's talented. And the bang the bangers album is great. So and that's kind of what I want for my uh, pop stars. Like, if you're gonna be that big and famous, have a message and fucking be weird and awesome. Yeah, that's like, fine. She did she did that uh backyard session with Laura Jane Grace, and um someone else is it Patty Smith or um sounds sounds about right. I mean, it was some other punk icon, and they did um. Oh God, that song "Androgynous." Yeah, yeah. And it, I was like, "All right, I respect that." Like, it's one thing to say you're for the trans community, and then to come out and do that. I was like, "Good for you, fuck yeah." Yeah, there's a lot of fucking slacktivism, and that, and 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 what they were doing was pretty. That that I haven't yeah. heard it, but it sounds pretty positive. Like they they're doing what they can to get the word out, and yeah. just posting something on your fucking Facebook or Twitter is not activism. No. It's, it's, it's stupid. It's weird because I, I love the WTF with Mark Marin and he had Laura Jane Grace on and then like two or three weeks later he had Obama on. I was like, that's quite the jump. I heard the Obama one. I didn't listen to Laura Jane Grace one, but I did hear the Obama one and I, I, oh, it was great. I, I thought it was a little silly how people got really up in arms about some of the stuff he said. I think he said the N-word. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think. Because he was talking in the character of somebody else, like he, oh, yeah. you know, and I just thought that was a little, like, come on. I he, forgot about he, that. Yeah. He, free speech applies to him too. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> thought it was interesting, even if you're like, don't like Obama, it was just interesting to hear a president talk free form for an hour. Yeah, and that's what, that's I what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a good speaker. I, I, he seems like a guy. Like he was almost like by the, like halfway in, I'm like, he just sounds like my dad. Yeah, yeah. Except he's more powerful than my yeah, dad. Yeah, he's way more powerful than all of our dads. Yeah, but it was it's cool. Like I don't feel that from um from anyone like specifically the two like Trump and, and Hillary. I kind oh, of feel that ra- from them. It's a race to the bottom. <laughs> I I'm yeah. I'm so uh, you know, I'm a pretty liberal guy. Um I'm conservative on, on, on a few things. Uh I think it's okay. To, to own a gun, I'm not really. A, I'm. I don't think you need a bazooka, but you know, if you if you want to own a gun, um, that that's totally fine with me. And I don't think it's really anybody's right to to say you can't. Uh, the police the police own guns. They have guns. You can't give the uh any sort of government level uh the monopoly on force. But um, so I mean, maybe that's the only thing I'm probably uh conservative on, but. Like when, when the Donald Trump thing, it, it just disgusts me. It absolutely oh, disgusts yeah, me. Yeah. And and to be honest, uh, I've talked about this with a, uh, you know a few of my friends and stuff. If John Kasich or, or somebody like him had won the primary, I'd probably be voting Republican this year because I don't really I don't like Hillary Clinton that much either. I don't think she's done anything. I was a huge I'm a huge Bernie. Nobody Bur- does. I, I, I was a Bernie guy. I was a Bernie guy, and yeah, it, the the best possible scenario would have been. Bernie Sanders and John Kasich, because I think at the at the end of the day, no matter who got elected, their policies would have been drastically different. But um, you would have come, you would have come away with with somebody at the helm who is just like a normal person. Like you're you're not worried about their, you know, they both have have had success in different ways, and they're they're rational people. I just want a rational person. That's that's what I want, and. The, you know, after, after George Bush, Obama, you know, with all of his critics and what have you, um, he, he, he seems to not have been allowed to be rational this entire time. And even if he is being rational, 
the, everybody else around him is being irrational. So it's ordinary things become fucked up when fucked up things become ordinary. So that's my. How has that affected art? Because I'm not a part of the music scene anymore, so I'm hoping it would be better. Well, I mean, you got your best, uh, you got your best music in the, in, in my opinion, the best, the best scene ever was the 80s hardcore scene because. Like the Reagan, right? The, yeah, and that was coming, and it was, Right in the middle of the Reagan administration. I mean, it was right from the beginning of the Reagan administration on. Um, you know, with, with the post Jimmy Carter presidency, uh, that sounded stupid. After Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter essentially created a vacuum for somebody like a Reagan to come in and just, uh, you know, almost force feed America these ideals that really weren't, weren't there, weren't present in the seventies. We're, we're getting back on track. It's morning in America, that sort of thing. So, um, that's my, that's my take. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Trump thing, if he gets elected, we'll have a, we'll have a good music scene. I don't think he's going to. I think, no, um, he's losing in all the polls. He's getting by a lot. And, but, uh, and, and they were, they were smart in, in one regard was that they were like, well, you know what? If he wants to use Twitter and social media and stuff as a weapon, we'll just let him use it against him and we'll just let him say, I would just bait him. I would bait him all the time because he's so, he's so easy. He's so thin skinned. And it just surprises me that, that he has come out of New York and New Jersey. And it just goes to, it just goes to show you how removed he is from the community around him. I grew up in rural New Jersey. Uh, in, in Sussex County, as, as I said before the last time I was on your show. And I still had a, and, but I went to college in William Patterson, which is a very diverse college. And so, um, I, I just never had this like xenophobic racist bullshit. I just was never part of my, I, it, it makes me sick. And that's, that's one of the things that I, I just can't stand. And, I, and, you know, this is America for everybody who's, who's an American. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe some immigration laws need to be a little bit stricter. But Obama's been pretty strict. He's deported more people in his presidency than Bush, than, than Bush did, than Reagan did, than any, than than Clinton did. So I don't know where this, you know, it, it it what 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 that whole thing is is that is just to lure a voter base in who are idiots. Let's just be plain and simple. He he's he has said out loud on a microphone we love the poorly educated um and he and and they just they they just don't know anything they 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 don't know how the world works they're living in this bubble this bubble that people like rush limbaugh and sean hannity and and, and folks like that have created so um well there's a conspiracy theory that sounded pretty accurate that he's actually uh not trying to win but create a cable news network that will compete with fox news i wouldn't i i would i wouldn't put he hired enough. um roger adele or roger ailes roger ailes not the nfl guy not the nfl guy <laughs> but he's he's next because he he's on his way out too i'm sure yeah after. and then he hired uh that guy from some weird outlet and uh but we're not here for trump fuck that guy i i honestly i'm very like don't want to offend people who listen, but if you're voting for Trump, I doubt you're listening to this show. And if you are, all right, but we disagree with you strongly. I I could just I can you know I don't want to take too much up of your time up with this, but I I I I know people who intellectually thought that that and they gave good intellectual reasons as to why they would vote for somebody like Ted Cruz or why they would 
Yes, and that I can agree with. And, like, and, my, and they would vote yeah. for somebody like like Marco Rubio or something like that. And and I think yeah. and I thought both of them were clowns, and I still do. But me too. But the at least they're politicians. Yeah, and and they're they're like real people. Donald Trump attacked Ted Ted Cruz's wife. That's a that, he called as, his dad the Zodiac. Killer. He called his dad the Zodiac killer, and he and he attacked Ted Cruz's wife. That makes you. And this might be offensive to some, but to quote the the. Amazing Joey Stone from the banner. That makes you a stone cold bitch. That's what yeah. you are. And it's what Donald Trump is. The banner. Oh my God. That was so weird, uh, hearing their name again recently. I was like, Oh yeah. Did you, uh, go to that folly show in Garfield that the banner played when the game had a break, a broken foot? And then like Thursday was there and like number 12 looks like you. I don't think they were even playing. I think I but, played and, that like, show. So- and did you play it? I think so. I think. And like, dude, from like Mike Hemworth, like every band from every Jersey band ever was just there hanging. It yeah. was Folly, The Banner, and I don't know who else. Uh, but I know that Escape Joey, Engine, I think. He, yeah, because uh, Folly wasn't headlining. There was a much bigger band playing. Joe, that Joey from The Banner flipped me over his back into the crowd. It was awesome. If I'm thinking of the same show, it was, uh, I also was that the show where John got bit in the gonads by Joe Sirius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By their by their own friend. Yeah, Joey Sirius. Yeah, I missed that dude. He was fucking hilarious. Bit of a biter. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> and like Jersey Joe, I don't know. I don't even know. I I I like knew a lot of you dudes just like through them, but like I never knew all their names. But they're the same dudes, like Brian something. Uh, Graham, maybe. What's his last name? What was you saying? Brian Graham. Yeah, yeah, know. Brian Graham. Yeah, it was, uh, what was his name? Irving. He was in Irving Rose, and, yeah. he went, and he went to school with John and and Arvin. He I was remember, at, like, with William Patterson yeah. at the same time. I got to see. I, I went to Jeff's wedding and I saw everyone there. It was like it was a weird. Oh, that's right. You're you're friends. You're really good friends with Amanda. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I I like to take credit for introducing them, but I don't know. I think that's only tangentially true. Like I introduced Folly to my group of friends, mm-hmm. but Amanda was friends with my friend, and I think that we all went to shows together. And I think well, they don't—they're probably not going to listen to this. I'm pretty sure Jeff was like in love with her for like seven years. Oh, I think good. they both loved each other, but I don't know. I don't think either. Nothing happened until it was over. Uh, you know, I met. Amanda, when I worked, uh, her and I worked together at Dish, and I I knew that they were together by then, and it was just like a happy coincidence that we were sort of working in the same building. Oh, that's and, right. She told me you guys used to work together. And uh, I and I've, I've obviously known Jeff for years, and I couldn't think of like a. And I, I I hate when people say this, but I could not think. I can't think of a better couple. They're perfect for each other. They're actually <laughs> right. they're they're like they their personalities go like they they mesh so well, you know. And uh, they both uh, hate talking. They both hate talking. <laughs> um, but they probably talk. They probably save it all to talk to each other. That's how I I imagine those two. I assume, yeah, um, yeah. I've been with the two of them, and they're pretty adorable together. And like laughing at stuff i have no idea what's happening they're uh yeah like, they're both right. they're both great so um i heard they're having a baby like tomorrow or in the next couple of days no kidding that's wild it's coming it's coming real soon this is how and i'm you it's funny that you you mentioned before oh like you know you're in the music scene i'm really not anymore i've kind of i've almost checked out in a lot of ways i feel like all of us who unless you anyone i know who's still involved with the music scene is 
someone who has some sort of like financial stake or employment in it. Well, yeah, I, I look, I when when my favorite bands are putting out new records, I'm I'm buying them. Um, yeah, but I'm not I'm not seeking out new bands as much as I was. I'm no, no, going yeah. to shows. I got right more into comedy than anything. I've n- podcast. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what the road that I've taken. I mean, I guess here's a good enough place as any to sort of announce that like uh epic dudes is is good, probably going to be done at the end of uh at the end of 2016 we're all kind of just very mutual decision we're all very very good friends um and we just decided that you know i personally decided that this the new show that i'm doing which Hopefully we're going to talk about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, was <laughs> um, something technically why we're here. <laughs> yeah. It was something that I wanted to I, I wanted to pursue really really hard and a little bit more. Um, I can tell you right now, I'll never do another music podcast again without uh, Ronnie and uh, and and Matt because I love them very dearly. But this doing this new podcast a little bit more my speed ronnie's very busy with with his new job matt travels all over the place and it 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 just became a a lot of work um and you know because when when we first started this i was manhandling everything the the production which you know all the epic dudes episodes isn't very good but i was still doing it um the promotion and 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 I, I took on a lot of the roles because I wanted to see it done and it, it was becoming and, and also finding guests and, and, and putting up talking points. It takes a toll on you week after week. So oh God, yeah, it's a lot easier for me to do this new one and just watch a movie, which I would have probably watched anyway, and take a little bit of notes on it and then bullshit about it with my friends. So that's why I decided that, you know, maybe – We'll, we'll dial Epic Dudes back a little bit, and then we we took about a month off, and it felt okay with it. Like I was like, "All right, well, you know, I'm just not. It's not fair to these other dudes for me to waste their time and money. I mean, we do have to pay to to put this on the net. So yeah. Um. So, but but again, like there are there's no ill will or hard feelings. I talked to Ronnie the other day because I, I heard the new American Football song and I loved it, and I I sent him a message about it. And we were talking about the new True Love record, so we're we all still talk and stuff all the time. There's a chance I think I'm actually going to see Matt on Saturday morning because he he and his uh, girlfriend are in North Carolina, so they might stop oh, in nice. Virginia. So, but can we talk about the some of the guests you guys had before you wrap up that show? <laughs> are you a little surprised by some of the people you had on? You know, I I am I look back on it very fondly because I. I, well, I mean, so I'll, I'll say, I mean, you had Matt Pryor of the Get Up Kids on. Which nobody listened to that episode. You'd be surprised. Nobody fucking listened to it. I, I've had that scenario. I've had an episode. I got reviewed by Split Cider and fucking Huffington Post. And it was like, oh, cool. And then you put one up with just your idiot friends and like all these people come out for it. You're like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's funny how that works. But then you had, um, Nathan Gray, we both had, I, I, cause of you guys, I actually went, I asked him on, I totally name dropped too. I was like, you go, you're on my friend show. Uh, and he was nice enough. You had, uh, members of what, Bane? I mean, fucking dudes from Bane. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Converge, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Converge, Converge. How did you manage all that? Um, you know, I just kind of reached out to them. Uh, there was a couple that told me to go somewhere. They're, they were just not interested. I'm not going to, 
or they some of them were mean. Not not all of them were mean. Not and nobody from Converge. Just so you know, nobody from Converge. Oh, just in general. No, just in general. Uh, I I actually I had asked uh Jake Bannon, and he he's a very good example. He's like. I'm doing my own podcast and I'm a little too busy to do anybody else's. And I was, that's a, that's great. That's respectful. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I was like, all right, man, cool. And then I saw him, um, in when my wife and I went to This Is Hardcore a few years ago. And, you know, I introduced myself and I was like, hey, you know, I asked you to be on my podcast. And, uh, he's like, I, I hope, I really hope there's no hard feelings about that because I, I'm just a very busy guy. And, uh, I think he, he just had at that point he might have just had a kid so yeah I, and i was like no i, I it, believe me it's 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 fine i i you know i i had nate on and 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 it was great we had a good time so um there there was some that told me to go fuck myself um See, other- that's surprising i would imagine just you get ignored just overall just uh, ignored just don't, i would almost don't rather i would rather get told to go fuck myself than get ignored i hate it it's, it's mean. I, oh, I, I, the only, I never get, no, I just get ignored. Yeah, I, and then there was a, um, and then there was a few that, um, the, uh, the few that were like, yeah, sure, be happy to do it. And we had him come on a couple times. I had Joe from Eternal Sleep on twice and I, and I love him. Um, and obviously we had John on a bunch of times. We had Joey Southside on a bunch of times. The, oh, some of these interviews were great. Other ones were tough. They were difficult. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the there. the the thing with that with that show is um the the other thing that that happened with that was when we started doing it there was only like like three or four podcasts that were doing it regularly. One of them was punknews.org and I hated their podcast so much that oh, yeah. I wanted I wanted to make the antithesis to it because I didn't really think that they were they were I I talked about this on on the last time I was on. Yeah, I think I remember I, I just wanted them. Yeah, and it was it was mainly because they would they didn't seem passionate about what they were talking about. It was just them putting themselves above everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's sort of like in that ESPN way where the guys from ESPN think that they're more important than the sports that they cover. I yes. feel like punk new, punk news.org felt like they were more important than the music that was being put out. That's pretty funny. And so I wanted to, uh, snuff them and I didn't, but I, I, I think, uh, you know, we were, uh, we we're very competitive. Uh, I, I got a poll back at one point. It was in November where we were, we were ranked higher than them as far as overall downloads and stuff, which made me happy. Um, that's awesome. And what, what put us over the top was our interview with Patrick from, uh, Self Defense Family. That was the one. Yeah. Th- that was the one that put us on the map and I thought gave us a little bit more legitimacy than we had had. Uh, we were, we were, we were going in that direction and then we had we had him come on and then I had Justin from the Locust and Retox and 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 you know all the bands that he's in and that was that was the next one that like they were they were great um the I always, the only one regret I have is that I didn't get West from American Nightmare I tried for for a very long time to get him I've he doesn't have a reputation of being a nice fellow I've I've heard that. However, he wished me a happy birthday because uh, we're Facebook friends. So he all you need. he went up. Uh, it's good for it's good for me. Stephen from uh, the Descendants wished me a happy birthday as well. So every year I get a. How do you know him? How do you know him? So we're Facebook friends, and and you know we've talked from, you know we've exchanged messages. I've exchanged messages with Keith Morris too, and every time he sends me, and it's usually a one word message. 
That's awesome. And, but every time he sends it, I'm like, a legend <laughs> just hit me up and said it was said cool. So it makes me happy. I'm go- I'm gonna I'm sure once Epic Dudes is finally gone and done, I'm gonna miss it. And it may not be dead forever. Bands reunite. Podcasts. Yeah, can you, re- you could just find punk rock dudes who love horror to come on your show. Yeah, no, you know, man, I'm done. The guest hunting things are over. When we start, when when we started, there were there were like three or four podcasts. This is the point I was originally getting at, uh, and and we were we were kind of there. There was, you know, we one of the few games in town. Now everybody who has a band is doing it, which is fine. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a it's a yeah, free, it's great. It's a free country. This is, is you know you can do it, but. Um, the market's a little bit flooded with, with, with music podcasts now, and it's not, not really that much less flooded with horror movie podcasts. The only difference is that a lot of them don't stick around as long. The, the music podcast guys, they'll, they'll hold out because most of them have been in bands and they know that when their numbers are low, they'll be like, oh, we'll just keep, we'll just keep going because we're enjoying it. And that's where I get the mentality from. My, my numbers aren't so great right now. Not terrible, but we're doing okay. And, um, but, and without guests, I mean, it's just basically me and two other guys talking about a horror movie. But, uh, we're on, you and I are on the same network now, so. It's, yeah, numbers are such a tricky thing. They're like everything and nothing. Because, like, when you don't get them, you get real sad. When you get them, you're like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Whatever. like there's one day where I only had like like one person downloaded an episode and it wasn't even a new one. It was like one of the very first ones and I was like, fuck. And then the next day I think I had like sixty. And I was like, What? So it's uh yeah, it's, and, it's and, and and we're we're a brand we're a brand new show. We're we we've only had, you know, two episodes on the network that uh we're a part of now. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a it's a weird time. Yeah, so we're, we'll stick around because I, I listen to a lot of other movie shows and, and, and stuff like that. And I think that we put out a quality program that I'm, I'm pretty proud of. And I have a ton of fucking fun doing it. And I am going to watch these movies anyway. So for me, it's, uh, so it's just a lot for of people fun. listening. Uh, what is the name of your show? First off, we should have started with that. We should have started with that. Uh, the name- uh, it, well, I'll say in the beginning, obviously. Um, the name of the show is Blood Guts and Blu-ray. I love that name. Where'd you get that from? So when we started the show, it was just Brett and I, um, and we originally called it Horror Business. And I wanted to, I'm sure as you probably did when you first started putting your stuff on like iTunes and whatnot, uh, you searched it to see, you know, if the, if the artwork was right and, and, you know, all that other good stuff and if the tags yeah. were right. So I did that and I found another fucking show named Horror Business. Oh. And I was like, fuck! So after, it was only up for a day and then we took it down and we, we did like a massive retooling thing where like I had to get in touch with Libsyn and change my slug and, and I did all the, Ugh. I did all that stuff and it was a pain in the ass. It took, it took like three days to get it all figured out. And then we relaunched the show, uh, as blood guts and Blu-ray because when I had Epic dudes, like my, my cousin and stuff would listen and he, he's like, I get it, but I always, the, he, he's like, but your title sucks. And I was like, what, well, why do you say that? And, and he's like, well, I don't even know what it's about. It's just X Epic dudes X. I don't get it. And it was 
for me, I was thinking in my head, like, oh, well, I mean, if you were in the scene, you would know that the axes in front of it probably mean hardcore or straight edge, depending on who you are. And, um, you, you know, you take it from there and then you, you kind of assume, you know, it's just like you're in the, if you have to ask, you'll never know type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I thought would be, would be cool. That's not cool. <laughs> no, I'm realizing from, that, that's terrible marketing. <laughs> I, I, I'm realizing now that that's not very cool. Um, so I wanted to have something that wasn't like, what did I, what was I going to call it? Like horrorocracy. But somebody was like, somebody, I forget who said it, it was like, that's a dumb name because it's so hard to say. Like, it's like saying the, spell. the rural juror. Oh. <laughs> good, good, good call back to 30 Rock. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's right. And then I was going to call it, um, I had a bunch of, but I, I, I think I just said Blood Guts and Blu-ray one day. And I think that that, it conveyed exactly what I wanted it to convey, which is like, all right, Blu-ray, you know, it's a movie podcast without saying horror movie podcast number 14. Like it's a horror movie podcast. It's going to, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about, you know, and we're not exclusively horror movie. I mean, we'll, I guess thriller is like its own category now. And, um, we, we all love sci-fi and, and all that good stuff. So. Did you, uh, watch Stranger Things? I loved Stranger Things. I was just talking about it with my dad today because he's afraid to watch it. I was, I don't do anything, uh, scary, thriller, horror at all, but everyone convinced me to watch it. There's maybe like one episode that, like, I couldn't go to sleep after, but outside of that, it was fucking clutch. Well, we're gonna have to have you on the, uh, show, and we'll, like, let you pick a movie. Um, <laughs> be like, the Muppets. That's fine. We'll review the Muppets. I wanna do, I, so we have a lot of plans. Like, right now, we're, we're at the tail end of, uh, West Caribbean Tribute Month. Because he was born on the second of August and he died on the thirtieth, so we figured oh, that's all, that's like my dream. So we basically just did like five episodes. Well, we're doing the fifth episode tomorrow. It's the final episode of the month, and uh, it's all Wes Craven movies. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And then um, every like eleventh episode, which is going to be weird. So like the, the next episode will be episode eleven, and we're going to talk about uh, two part ones in a in a horror franchise. And then when we get to episode 22, we're going to talk about two part twos in a horror franchise. So, uh, we plan on having a lot of fun with this. We're going to do like a, you know, Thanksgiving special and, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to There's do some bonus features you... and stuff like that. So my wife is Did... involved in the show, which is awesome. Oh, that's so great. Uh, she Did... does all the intros and outros and interludes and stuff like that. Um, and we got, uh, Nightbirds to let us use all their instrumental tracks. Oh, that's awesome. And we got another, uh, this guy, he does synthwave stuff. He, uh, he, his project is called the Slasher Film Festival Strategy. And he lets us use his music as well. So it's been, uh, it's definitely, if for me, I wanted to step it up from Epic Dudes and, and do, do a really well produced show or a better produced show. And, uh, so I get to, you know, tinker with the engineering and, and stuff like that. So I, I have a lot of fun making the show. I have a lot of fun doing the research for each episode. Um, it annoys the shit out of my wife sometimes that I'm on the phone while I'm watching a movie, but it is, it's okay. We, we Did you ever see the movie Amanda was in by any chance? Did Amanda? you know Amanda was in a movie? No, I didn't know she was in a movie. What movie was she in? So it's a really small indie thing called Josh and Todd. 
But anyway, the people who made that, um, I made friends with because uh, my buddy John, who's been on the podcast a bunch of times, he is a puppeteer and a filmmaker, a very small Connecticut guy. But they made the first, I think it's the first, they haven't found anything to disprove them wrong, uh, a 1970s throwback horror puppet movie called Head. I have to put you in contact with this man. Yes, you Because he to. made a legit horror movie with puppets. I and lo- humans too, but it's like, but like Muppet puppets. I love it. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. I loved it. I saw it. It was like, he gave me a copy. I was like, what, oh my God. What's your favorite horror movies? No, uh, I have. Oh yeah. That's, no. that's, it's funny you say that because I don't watch anything horror. Really? Like, Nothing? I, I got, uh, I saw Silence of the Lamb when I was like 12 or 13 and that was the last thing I ever saw. Fuck off. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's when you said Blood Guts and Blu-ray. I was like, cool, I not what I know, but I could talk about other things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I didn't even start watching sci-fi until I met my wife. Oh, I'm gonna, when we have you on the show, I'm gonna pick the craziest movie that I can think of. <laughs> oh, actually, no, yeah. it won't be. The craziest movie I can think of is the Serbian film. Um, and I, have you even heard of this film? No, I'm, I, my, I'm like such like, uh, the problem, you know how people get about like, music snobs and you might someone who likes like nickelback i'm kind of like that with movies <laughs> all right well this film is like i'm afraid to even i'm afraid to buy it without cash let me just put it that way because it's so subversive and it, the content in it which includes newborn baby rape yeah not uh, that. is it i i saw it once because like like you can't sit through this, and I'm. It made me angry. It it's not left me. I won't. I the only reason I even want to fucking own it is because I've seen it once, and it's like a trophy. Like you've got, oh, like yeah, like Requiem for a Dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you it, see, people who like to watch that twice aren't people I tend to hang out with. <laughs> I've watched that movie a lot, but I've watched it. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing with that though. I've watched that movie for different reasons. The first reason I first time I watched it, I was 19 years old. And everybody talked about it, and I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll I'll put myself through it." And it's a amazing film, and I was like, really, really sad. And then I wasn't, wa- and then after that, I wasn't watching it for sadness stuff. I love the way that Aronofsky f- uh, filmed it. I love I loved everything about it. The, the director of photography for that probably deserves an Academy Award because it was done so well. So. I, I kind of get like that. Like when I'm, when I'm taking notes on a movie I'm watching, I'm like, I, I like, I'll, I don't know. I don't know a lot about photography or, or, or movie making or anything, but I know when I, when a shot looks cool, when a pan is awesome or when a scene is, is done extremely well where I'm like, wow. And I just take the note of that. That's really it. So I'm not, I'm not a snob. I don't know. I'm like, well, they were using fucking 35 millimeter film and, and I, I don't even know any of that stuff. So. There's a Twitter account I follow. It's called like One Perfect Shot, and it just takes the most perfect shot in each film and tweets a picture of it daily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really cool. That's awesome, actually. Um, speaking of horror movies, and we were talking about Trump before, uh, <laughs> you and I, we follow each other on Twitter. Did you see that Twitter post I put about the Trump Explains Movies thing? No. You know about that. You know about that hashtag, though, right? No. All right, so... Oh, wait, is that where you... Give an example. I feel like I saw, I'm, I, th- I'm, I feel like I saw this. So the Trump explains movie things. I don't know who started it, but whoever they are, they deserve like a shorty or something because they, what it, it, it's using Trump's like, Oh, believe me. I know everything there is to know about, like, you know, like it, that's stupid the way he talks. And they, it, 
they type up like what Trump would say the movie is about and how he would say it. So I was reading my wife, Kristen and I were reading them and we were just dying laughing. I, I, I can't think of another example off the top of my head. A lot of them are Harry Potter references and Home Alone 2 references. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he in that one? He's in Home Alone 2, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, her and I were watching, uh, Carrie that Saturday night. So we were watching Carrie and, um, we we're like halfway through it and the baby woke up. So she, she went to go put the baby back down and I tweeted, uh, uh, a movie about a, in Trump, like, I tried to do my best Trump impression before I did it, and I was like, movie about a girl bleeding out of her wherever. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no friend, huge loser, no friends, sad, and then the hashtag, and like, I've never gotten more likes and retweets <laughs> in my life. Like, I've, like, if I got, if I've ever got, I'm a terrible tweeter. If I've ever gotten more than like, four retweets, um, I would, I was like through the roof, like, Oh fuck, man. Four people think this is awesome. And, and, and that, I think that one was like 23, 24, something like that. And it, I, I know people get hundreds and thousands of times get retweeted. Uh, if you're like Patton Oswald or something, but not me, not, not, no, not, not me, not bloodbath birds. He does not get tweeted that many times. So I've had people on here who got, or like have, like little bigger Twitter followings, it's it's an interesting thing. So did they you make did money you, off of it? Did you get the podcast of the week thing that you were like kind of up for? Did you no, get I that? Lost. Oh well, at least you were in it, man. That's all. Oh, yeah, that's I awesome. Mean, it, didn't, it was one of those things where it's like you win just by being nominated, and I got a bunch of followers and downloads. And yeah, that Pattern Family is fucking awesome. Those I don't even know who runs it, but it's been probably the. That was actually, I think, one of the many reasons I w- was like ready to leave the network I used to be on because like it wasn't doing anything for me, and then I was using this hashtag and just my numbers are fucking going through the roof over a hashtag. I was like, huh? It, All right then. Potter, what's Potter and Family though? Like, what is it? So I'm, I, I was, I was like not even sure. A group of people. Know who started it? I think there's some more to it. Uh, it all it is is you, you do the hashtag Potter and Family for, and anyone who sees it will just retweet the show for you, uh, or to retweet your tweet and ideas that you do the same for them. Yeah. And it's just all people who have small indie podcasts, like at our level. I'm doing it. Each other out. I'm doing it. Yeah, didn't it, know what it is, but I'm doing it. Yeah, I do it every single week, and it's just trying to get people connected. And I, I've met so many. I mean, I got a Simpsons writer on my show based off found. He was on someone else's show, and then I asked him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, I love all you Potter and Family guys are great," or something like that. And like, it's just such a great way to get connected to people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you pin your tweet for the week, say this is my episode, whatever. And then you know, the more you use it, the more you get out of it. So it's like if you if you just use it and you don't ever retweet anyone, and nothing's gonna happen. You got to actually go out of your way and retweet everyone who uses it, and then they'll get you back, and then. Yeah, it made all the difference. I love it. I'm doing it. Um, yeah, and anyone out there listening who has a podcast, you got to use it. It's fucking great. I don't know who started it, but you're the best. Um, speaking of Potter and family, sort of, uh, core temp arts, we both did the same bitch session episode. Did you listen to I it? I didn't listen to it yet. Oh, no. I'm so bad with bad podcasts. Bad boy. Like, to, to be fair, like, what are you supposed to do when you turn on your, when you open it and fucking Mikey Erg is on, uh, going off track and then, oh, God, who did Marin have on this week? Alan Alda. Like, come on. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't even. <laughs> and then Kate Micucci was on You Made It Weird, so I was like, I, that's going to be like six hours before I even get a chance I to get down to it. I don't follow any one of those podcasts. Oh, yeah. those. Oh. You like going off track? It's, it, that's so up your alley. Now, well, I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't listened to it. Uh, the only big one that I really listen to is the Bill Burr one, and I only listen, yeah. I listen to that very inconsistently. I listen to Politico yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. And I listen to, I listen to, I try to listen to all the shows on our network. I really love Failure to Launch. I thought that, I think that their concept yeah, they're is new. amazing. Um, they're on, they're on my list. They're actually coming on here pretty soon. I love their concepts. But your bitch session was good. Mine, was I, I was I mad about Pokemon? Pokemon. I've yeah, I've uh. been doing the Pokemon thing, but your like ours were the least serious ones. Like yeah, you they're, I, they're like talking about real things. You they were talking they were trying to solve the world's problems. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but I was really mad, man. I mean I play that game uh I travel for work all day, so that just makes that game perfect for me. I had to uh I felt like I needed to uh because I was brand new to the network. My my show hadn't even aired yet. Um or not aired, but like the first Core Temp Arts um episode of Blood Guts and Blu-ray hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So I was like literally brand new and uh, I was like Who's all on right. on our network? I got to think. Ugh. But I wanted I wanted my bitch session to be something related to my podcast for the first <laughs> one and then for the next one I'll do something totally different. Because um, I found the network from We Got Five, that show I fell in love with, and then I haven't listened to that. I haven't listened to We Got Five yet. I've listened yeah, to TV Eight in my brain. I I like all the shows I've listened to. Um, I'm surprised that I that I like the uh, that Pop This Life one as much right, as I have. Do. But the they're best voices. they're the they have the best voices. It sounds like Rosie Perez talking to Rosie Perez. It's yeah. great, and I love it. And I think I've said I, that no, to too. her, and if I haven't, then... Uh... Yeah, no, I, I, I fucking uh, just love them. And, like, and then it's... But they, it's funny, because I feel like I'm not involved with a lot of the same culture that they're into. So I feel like it's... I love diversity, so I'm like, I'm, like, learning stuff, because you guys don't know any of this stuff, but we all love this stuff. Like, we all just fucking love TV. Like, that's what all comes... We're all just fucking huge pop culture TV movie fans. Yeah, we're all just... We all just Netflix and chill. So yeah. I made well nope. Yeah, so I made mine about I hate found footage movies. I hate almost all of them. So <laughs> Me too. I think I hate found footage music videos as well. Oh, they're terrible. Everything it about found footage is the, terrible. I, I mean if you're a small band that's fine. I'm not going to but you, when like Taking Back Sunday d- did it, I was like, "Come on, you guys have money." Yeah. Yeah. And they, this wasn't the victory years. This is like when they're on like a major label. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Go go fuck your whatever that song was after uh Everyone quit, and they had a new singer come in. Um, make damn sure. Yeah, That's make damn called. sure. I remember. Actually, and I like that song too. I'm not. A, I'm not. I like a, that song too. I'm not a hater. That video. I'm not a hater. Um, I'm not too much of a hater. I just didn't. I wasn't as um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like proactive taking back Sunday as I was, but like if they came to town and we, and I was around, I'd I'd probably go check them out. Yeah, when they did the 10 year anniversary tour, I was skeptic, and someone. I worked with at the time. It's like, oh, you want to come with me? I was like, yeah, okay. And I thought I was going to stand there with my arms folded until they got to the album. I forgot how many of their songs I really like. And I had, this is a few years ago, I had so much fun. They were so fucking good. I saw the movie Life here right around Easter. Um, oh, nice. And that was one of the most 
fun shows that I've ever been to. And I tried to get Vinny on my show a couple times. Yeah. It didn't really pan out. He won't, he, so I was doing our interviews very early in the mornings on Sunday mornings. Um, because that was the time that we were recording the show and I wanted everybody to be involved with the interview. And then for some reason, like, I guess the word got out that Sunday mornings are early Sunday morning is not cool. So I, I haven't, I haven't been able to get anybody on the show on Epic Dudes. That is, um, (laughs) it's too early for musicians to, but it wasn't for like a year and a half. Yeah. This was, which was wild. Um, maybe it's because you were asking older musicians to come on. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I, I, Vinny's been pretty cool. And then like, I just kind of like just stopped pursuing it because it was, it was cutting into my like personal time. Um, yeah. Cause I don't really have that much anymore. My work schedule is a little hectic. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. I like that I do this game. Who is your biggest almost that, Show that you've got the talking phase and it just never happened. Hmm. So the one, if I can go back and do it all over again, the one that I wish had come through, I almost had Richard Rains, the founder of Drive Through Records, on here. Oh fuck that guy, man! He's uh, dude. I would love Drive Through Records. Oh so was, god, he's the just, worst. He said yes, and then I'm also in. St- I'm still Cl- Kyle Clark from Nerdist is still coming on. It's just been taking a while. Um, but there's, I have a few of like really good gets and then never happened. Or then there's a couple that were really good and then something happened. The episode got destroyed and will never get released or it just doesn't exist. Which is always a bummer. I have to think, man, I would probably have to be Vinny from the movie life. Um, he was, yeah, he, yeah, I'd probably have to be him. I've really, I'm trying to think like it just, when you're talking about the, it just never panned out. Like, yeah, you got the, yeah, I'd love to do it. And then they just never. Oh, that's an easy one. I didn't even think of this. Daryl from Glassjaw met him. He said yes. Face to face said, I would love to do it. Can we just talk about hardcore? Can we talk about Reagan youth? Can we talk about, uh, void? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And yes, of course we can. Gave me his, uh, Twitter. And then he gave me his email and then never heard from him again. And it was funny too, because I went to that Glassjaw show, like ready, like loaded for bear, kind of like uh, these fucking guys, you know what I mean? Because they they have this reputation of just being bad dudes, and I I wanted to like kind of see it for myself because I hadn't seen them in in a number of years, and like Daryl walked and I, I talked about this on the episode on on one of the episodes, but Daryl like walked through the crowd and he covered his face with the jacket and I was like fuck off. Then they played, and they played one of the best sets I've ever seen. They played, like, seven new songs, and they were all hits. They were all amazing. And then I talked to Daryl afterwards, and he was one of the nicest, sweetest, genuinely cool dudes. Like, we sat down and bullshit with him about, like, we are talking about, like, Judge and American Nightmare and all these other bands that, that we were both into. And I was like, you know, Hey, uh, ulterior motive here is I'm trying to get you on this podcast. And he's like, can we just continue this conversation on this pod on the podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, how do you do it? Like he went into the technical area of how we do everything. And, uh, and I was like, well, I mean, we could do Google hangs if you want. Um, and we could do, Oh, at first I was like, we could do FaceTime. He's like, he's like, you seem like a nice guy. I just don't feel like giving my phone number out to you. Cause I don't know what you're going to do with it when we're done. 
And I was like, all right, all right, fair enough. I've gotten that before. But how's Google Hangout sound? You can just make an email address and never use it again. And yeah. and he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he, he's like, how many people are involved with this? And I'm like, yeah, it's me and a host and maybe one other guy. It just depends. Because uh, And he's like, oh, no, that's cool. Um, and he gave me all of his information. And uh, he's like, I'll give you my Gmail account because if it turns out that you're annoying me, I'll just block you or I'll just change my email altogether. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, great. And I sent him two tweets, maybe three tweets, and one email. And then once I never heard back from him, I just stopped because yeah. you can't spend your whole fucking life chasing people down. And and I have nothing mean to say about him because he dispelled all the, the preconceived notions that I had before I showed up on I showed up to that show. I thought he was going to be a terrible douchebag. I thought he would never talk to me. I thought I thought a lot of things, you know. But yeah, a lot of the glass jar rumors are I don't know. Their fans are bigger dicks than they are as a band. They're, I'd never seen that, that show, there was a lot of girls at that show. More than, yeah. more than usual. I, and yeah. a couple months ago, I saw, uh, War on Women and they're, they're like a feminist band. They were very good. And there were more girls at the Glassjaw show than there were at the War on Women show. So and there was, there was a, a lot of confused aggro looking old school punks trying to see Black Flag. And they, when War on Women played, they were like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm all for equality as long as it's not about women. Yeah. <laughs> there was a period of time where um, hip hop and the hardcore in Connecticut really merged. And um, did you ever know about like Cardboard City? That was like a thing. No. That no. Daryl was a part of. It was like, there was a rapper Cage. It was all in New York, but there was two dudes in Connecticut. My friend at the time, my friend Selena, was friend with this rapper named Ben Grimm, who's an old Connecticut hardcore dude, and. He was like really good friends with, uh, Daryl and all the glass trial cats. And like we would be in these like hardcore shows, but uh, it'd be a rap show with all hardcore kids. And it would be like Daryl from Hate and, uh, Sean from Hate because he was producing the album and then performing with Cage at a fucking hall in Connecticut or at a bar in Connecticut. And one night I remember we went out to this shitty rap show in like a shitty bar in Bristol where ESPN is. And I fucking got to hang out with Sean from Hatebreed and the the tall dude from Head Automatic all night. Oh, that's and like, awesome. Not aware of who they were. I was like, you look really familiar. And someone's like, he has a Grammy. The <laughs> And they love rap. <laughs> the two best guests that I've ever had were uh like hands down it was Tony Retman. He wrote the New York Hardcore book and he wrote um he wrote a book about uh the Detroit hardcore scene. He's just he, you know, he's part of the 80s hardcore scene. He's a great guy and I had so much fun talking to him and we talked about a bunch of stuff like that I didn't put in the show cuz he's like, "Can you stop recording and I'll just bullshit with you?" And he told me some fucking stories. And I was like, well, "Cuz he worked over at Noisy uh oh, nice. for a little bit and you know, kind of got burned by them, I guess." Um and then he and then the other guy was Sammy from Judge and Rival Schools. He was in Glassjaw for a minute. Damn. Um, and Who he, hasn't been? Well, he was, he was, he recorded, uh, the, he was the drummer on everything you ever needed to know about silence. Um, Damn. and he was, I mean, I, and ro- the Rival Schools album is probably, uh, United by Fate is probably my favorite album. One of, very close. And it's, a lot of it has to do with the drums. I mean, he put, he, he was in Youth of Today. He was in Civ. The guy's a legend. And Damn. he was one of the, like, 
I thought that it was going to be like one of the almost scenarios where I wasn't going to be able to talk to him. And yeah. he, he was so gracious and, and like he is funny too, because he's like, Hey, uh, if you're in New, if you're in New Jersey, come out to the meat locker. Uh, here's my phone number. Come out to the meat locker and, uh, just call me when you get here. I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you into the show. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't. And I got the message from him. I was like, babe, do you think we can drive to New Jersey and then come back by tomorrow? <laughs> Cause I from really, Virginia. Yeah. Cause I would really yeah. love to go see you. Cause he, uh, he's in that, uh, he's in a band with, uh, uh, the one dude from Scott from terror. Uh, it's called world be free. So oh, no way. yeah, and they're pretty great. Authors are always great <clears throat> to talk to because even if like you don't know who they are, they will talk a lot. Yeah, Tony. Or, like right, writers, I always find were really easy to open up. Tony, Tony was incredible. Uh, Candace from Walls of Jericho, I that was probably one of the bigger ones that I had that I was lucky enough to get, and uh, and she was talking to me while she was in an airport. Like she was on the phone and she's like, "Is this cool if there's like people around making noise?" I was like, "I'm cool with it if you're cool with it." And uh, we ended up, I think we ended up talking about like Sheer Terror and a, and a couple other bands and, and stuff. And she was just, re- oh, she loves the cranberries that in the cranberries. They're, they're really good. They're really good. And and uh, I told her that Dolores from the Cranberries is in a band with Andy from the Smiths. And she was like, "I'm gonna download that right now before I get on the plane." What band is that? Dark. Damn. They just put out a record. Like, just put it up. God, I would just listen to some guest on Going Off Track who's like, in the cranberries now but he's like it's really interesting a lot of those like music guys that like you love like and bands or that bands we love but they end up making careers by being like session drummer like yeah who's it someone from thursday is in like a boy band and like they play for uh america's got idol talent or whatever the fuck that shit's <laughs> called but like there's a lot of like musicians that you love who actually make their money like playing drums for like backstreet boys and shit like that well andy from fallout boy has like some serious hardcore pedigree because when he when one of his first bands was race trader in chicago and then he's wear a seven angel seven plague shirt and i never knew who they were until i saw him wear that yep i had to look it up i was like huh so like as much shit as you might want to talk about fallout boy and believe I me like, i like them i hate them but i like uh up to a couple of albums and that kind of stuff um, but, yeah, but, uh, but you know, the guy is, un- he's untouchable and he's a good drummer. It's okay. I, I don't, but, you know, I don't care if, you know, I just think the music uh, sucks. So we're adults. You understand? Like he wants to be a musician and make money. Like making music is, there's only one radio head and the rest of us have to do what we got to do. And uh, I think he generally likes the music he makes. I think th- I I believe that. I believe that he generally likes the music that he makes, and that's all that matters. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's pulling a Nickelback or shit. Or who is it? Miley Cyrus drummer was from American Hi-Fi. Oh, that's cool. Not like a band I'm in love with, but it's just like, oh, all right. Like, there's a lot of these bands who have like little success, and then like, um, or like Matt Rabano plays in like All American Rejects, but he also played on the uh, uh the Lauren Hill record. Yeah, I don't, you know, man, like when I was in high school, I used to get like, if a band was on a major label, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, fuck them. They fucking suck or whatever, like sellouts. And, and then I, I just kind of got over that. I'm like, I, you know, I had rent finally and I I started paying for my own things. I was like, oh, it's, it's not only that too. It's just like, 
you know, just because, all right, look, just because it's underground doesn't make it good. And just because it's a, it's on a major label doesn't make it shit. The same thing can be said yeah. for film. The same thing can be said for food. The same thing can be yeah. said for anything. Like just because it's an indie project does not mean it's good. There's tons of shitty indie projects. Have you ever seen an Andy Warhol film? They fucking suck. They're terrible. I don't give a shit what anybody says. They're awful, awful pieces of garbage. And maybe that's what he wanted to do. But he's probably the most in, like, you know, he really represents independent in a no, uh, you know, a number of ways, especially in like, you know, before it was even a thing. So, and I love Queens of the Stone Age. They're fucking amazing. And they're, they're great. They're, and up until the last album, they were on a major label. So, you know, what is that, you know, what does that say? Who gives a fuck? It's, it, yeah. And it's a stupid thing to be hung up on because at the end of the day, the artist just wants, just wants to make their music. So. And now I think it's just so different new because like, it's almost like, who cares? <laughs> you could still be in a, I've, I've, I've had enough friends or known people who've gone to the major labels and are still poor. I, yeah. It, uh, it, it wasn't, they didn't turn into Bon Jovi. It's like, you know, the Paulson dudes, like, I mean, they weren't on a major label, but they were getting courted by majors and yeah. it was like, yeah, well, we still weren't going to get any money from it. So fuck it. And uh, now the only thing I'm skeptical is if, is if I hear that it comes out of Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, if I like that anymore. That's fair. Because that's kind of lame. Because I just don't want to deal with like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm reading it. So the Brooklyn hipsters probably hate it by now. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who, I, who did I talk to? I think it was Jeff from Orchid was talking about his second band like being in the Brooklyn scene. Oh, the Pan- Panthers? Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were big but time. he was like, he's like, but we're not part of it. But people lump us in with it, <laughs> which is funny. I actually only talked to him for comedy reasons, and then I found out he was an orchid afterwards. And I was like, oops. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah, just because it's, really it's nice like just because it's like a rare live recording of Seisha playing in somebody's fucking basement doesn't mean it's good. It just yeah, it just means never. that you have a really unique rare live recording of Seisha playing in somebody's basement. There's a guy, there's a I'm, I'm part of some Facebook group. It's called US Emo and it's basically all screamo stuff and this guy was selling off pieces of his collection and I forget I think it was like a city of caterpillar thing that you sound like a live and like live bootleg and i was like oh that's cool and he's like it's uh, a one-of-a-kind cd and i'm like well there's no such thing as that and he's like what do you mean i'm like well if you ripped any of the basically what he was trying to tell me was that he worked for a radio station and city of caterpillar played the radio station and he recorded the show and he burned it onto a cd and this is the CD that he burnt it on. I'm like, that means you had files. If you had files to burn it, you could burn a million of them. You're trying to, char- yeah. you're trying to charge me $30 for a CD. Ain't no fucking way that's going to happen unless it's signed by somebody that's more important than anybody in City of Caterpillar. So it's just stupid. Watch out for that. Now that you're getting into buying records and stuff, just watch out for that bullshit. Go on Discogs, buy records from, uh, you know, mail order it's so much better it's cheaper buy them directly from death wish or, or whatever label that you're into and, and and just do it that way some of these uh some of these like facebook vinyl facebook groups they're just you know it's a, a community of people that just want to fuck you over and rip you off so that seems to be everywhere uh so we gotta start wrapping it up yep. did we miss anything or i don't think so man i'm taking up way too much of your fucking time i'm sure uh, nothing good to do uh, <laughs> 
I'm about to do a couple quick things and go to bed and go back to work like a sucker. I am going to uh, play a serial killer trivia game with my wife. I got it in the mail yesterday. You guys are perfect for each other. We're in love. <laughs> yeah, I had a weird phase of serial killers, which I'm sure we'll talk about next time we're a podcast. There was a time in my life that was all I would watch. Yeah, well, I mean, it's they're fascinating. Yeah. They, they fascinate yeah. the shit out of me. So, so, uh, so where could uh, people find you online? Find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, on YouTube. Um, we're on TuneIn as well. I'm probably going to get us on Google Play at some point. So uh, actually probably do it this week. And, uh, of course, we're part of the Core Temp Arts Network now. Uh, and, I, and I love being part of this network. I think everybody involved with it is great. Uh, Carly's really great at managing it and respecting everybody's you know, respecting everybody's show and, and, and their, what they're, what they're trying to do. And, and I think she's awesome. She's doing a great job. So I'm really happy to be a part of it. I'm stoked that, you know, you, you named, I, I got to name drop you and you were cool with it. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, what are you listening to? Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray. What's Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray? You've never heard of Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray? I've never heard of Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray. Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray is a horror movie podcast. They talk about horror movies they love and even the ones they hate. They're actually really entertaining. You can listen to them on iTunes. Well, what if I don't have iTunes? And you can find them on Stitcher or YouTube. Or we could listen together. Yeah, that sounds great. So, your place and mine. Wait, did you hear that? Hear what? But I didn't even get a chance to listen to Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray. Blood, Guts, and Blu-ray will never die, but you will. Listen now on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube before it's too late. Part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network.